This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski. Lion stuff is just, oh my God, I just want to vomit. Aaron Hawksworth. Woo! That's all I have to say to that. And Ed Egros. We will do the work for you. On the BetQL Network. Happy Football Friday, everybody. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on a busy show today, Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports shares his favorite bets for week four, including if the Dolphins have an encore in them against a Super Bowl contender in the Buffalo Bills. But first, let's recap Thursday night football. And Joe, maybe the Detroit Lions aren't so bad after all. And maybe the Green Bay Packers are a work in progress. This game was never in doubt as the Lions win at Lambeau Field against the Packers 34-20. to Jared Goff didn't even have to do very much. 19 of 28, 210 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Really, it was all about David Montgomery, though. 32 rushes, 121 yards, and three scores. Joe, maybe we need to rethink our priors on the Detroit Lions because that was a dominant performance. Yawn, yawn. Game was over early. I mean, it was just, come on. Like At one point, it was 206 yards to one yard. Like, I didn't. Yep. <laughs> did you stick with it? I did not. I'll tell you, I did Until about two minutes ago. Yeah, but I was did prepping really? for the show, so I was multitasking. Yeah. I, yeah, background noise at that point. Nah. Sure. The O's, the O's were the story. The Baltimore oh, Orioles yeah. were the story. The lead well, was, was definitely get to that, baseball. We gotta... I, 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 don't worry about the rundown. Talk about what's on your mind. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just telling you. We'll get, yes, I know. But I'm just telling you, last night when I was watching the game, I was like, eh, whatever. My son was excited. He just got mad. And I'm like, this is more exciting than what's happening on the field. I don't want to hear how Michael's complain anymore. I'm getting sick and tired it, tired of it. Even though I was looking forward to that game. I truly was. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So Thursday, was I. Not bad. We got a first place matchup. Right. Oh, man. It was awful. Just, just awful right away. And I, yeah, I'm concerned they're going to run away with this division. Aren't you? They might. At this point, they might yeah. because Goff didn't have to do that much. Amon Ross St. Brown didn't have that much of a game. The aerial attack wasn't that big of a deal. It was all about David Montgomery. And Man. the fact that a lot of fantasy players were kvetching <laughs> oh on the socials God. about Jameer Gibbs, that never stopped. 
it shut up ended yeah. it's like this echo chamber like and no. this is the problem that i have with social media in general i know it says nothing to do with the game but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I look at one tweet from one friend about Jameer Gibbs, and then somehow yeah. the socials think that I want to read a thousand of them that are saying virtually the same thing. No, no, it's one thing. Get it out of my system from usually a friend of mine. It's done. We move on. But no, I can't because I have to sift through all of these Jameer Gibbs upset fantasy players. So is is that what it is? It's, is it all Jameer Gibbs upset fantasy? Is it people that had the opinion on draft night that, hey, okay, this means he's going to be a big part of the offense from the start. They don't want to be wrong mm-hmm. on their take. Like, how do you complain about that? I, and I guess that's <laughs> that's how you do it. Because it's not like it's a legitimate argument. David Montgomery was dominant. And now he's the he's – we talked about this in the offseason – is he going to take on that Jamal Williams role? He's doing that and then some because we mm-hmm. thought Gibbs was going to end up being the lead back and he's not. But you're right. Like, just shut up, dude. Shut up. <laughs> like, but 20, 24 hours ago, we were sitting here and we weren't sure if David Montgomery was going to play. And then right. he gets 32 carries, three touchdowns. Like, just for fun, when we talk about those primetime games, I always look at the odds. You know, it's just crazy long sets. All right, what is it? Somebody somebody goes off time, you know, once in a great while, and they score two, three touchdowns, no-name guy. I never considered David Montgomery. I didn't even look at the, the, the odds. I usually do just for fun. I didn't even consider that with Montgomery. He's scoring in every single game, and they're winning on the ground. This is a team that last year, like, they made their hay through the air. So I wonder if this is going to be something to combat the whole golf outdoors, golf on the road type of thing, where they're going to lean on their ground game a little bit more, 211 to 27. I know game script Green Bay couldn't do any of that, but forget that for a moment because they haven't been able to to show that they can run the ball at all. And then you get word that Bakhtiari is now out for the year. You throw Mm. that into the wash with this NFC North race. They – it's been at least a couple years. Green Bay just can't get healthy. I keep I keep hearing, and I'm sick of it every week, previewing the Packers game. Well, if they can only get healthy, we don't know about Jair. We don't know about Watson. We don't know about Bakhtiari. We don't know about Jenkins. That's been going on for two to three years. And it's the same right. guys every week. You don't know if they're going to play. And Jordan Love, that was his first straight up, first against the spread loss in his career. It took five starts. For it to happen, but uh, this Lions thing is real. And I'm not saying beating the Packers means you're real in the NFC. I'm just saying that probably <laughs> it's uh, real in the they, NFC North. <laughs> they might run away and hide. They're a, they've won 11 of their last 14 games. They might just mm-hmm. run away and hide. And Dan Campbell has covered again and again in these divisional matchups. It is just remarkable to see. And you mentioned this added element with the ground game that is far more effective this year than last. Part of it is you cannot play from behind against the Lions. I think if we've established anything about last night, it's not just the Packers offense, you know, being a work in progress and having all those injuries. You just can't play from behind against the Lions because to to beat the Lions, you got to generate pressure against Jared Goff. Well, if they're running the ball, then who cares? David Montgomery is great in the second level, 113 rushing yards after contact, 113 after contact. That means it's Montgomery and how great of a running back he is. 
not necessarily like game plan or anything like that. We're opening up holes for him. No, he was the one doing a lot of the work getting into the second level. So you cannot play from behind against Detroit. Now, if you can, or rather, if you are ahead early in the ball game, that is your chance to win. So if you're live betting Lions games, do not try and pick the underdog if Detroit's leading because they can just do too many things. Not to mention, we really haven't seen like an mm. Amon Ross St. Brown getting unleashed kind of a game where we're talking about him yeah. leading one of our headline segments with it or anything like that. So that's a big deal. Other thing, too, is that the Lions did not have to blitz Jordan Love. Look at the other side of the ball. The Lions didn't have to blitz Jordan Love at all, and they were still able to get a ton of pressure and make him look really bad in the first half, a little more formidable in the second half. But Joe, intermediate throws, 10 to 19 air yards. We thought that Jordan Love, okay, yeah, maybe he's put in bad spots for third and long, things like that, but at least he can move the ball down the field and sustain drives. Uh Uh-uh, not this time. Not this time at all. On intermediate throws, 5 of 11, 83 yards, two interceptions, a passer rating of 31.8. Not only did the Lions beat the Packers, but they showed the defensive blueprint, what types of throws to force Jordan Love into that could mean that other teams will have success against Green Bay. I was on the under. I was wrong. I leaned Detroit. I wish I had more conviction in it. Did not bet it. But it felt like what we were seeing from Jordan Love in the first few games that it was going to come to a head at some point. And last night was it with two interceptions in that game. He he had only had one pick, one pick in the first three games. I mean, all this is new, right? So you've got all these replacement offensive linemen. You've got Jordan Love playing on a regular basis for the first time at this level. You've got all these youngsters, wide receiver, tight ends. Look at that depth chart. It is just littered with guys that don't have any experience. And it felt like it all came to a head last night, didn't it? <laughs> Certainly did. It, it certainly yeah. did. And it, it is something where certainly many of us thought that this, you know, Detroit offense could be really dynamic, do a lot of really special things. I think I think the problems are still there and they have had close affairs. They they won one against the Chiefs. They lost one against the Seahawks in overtime. So the close games are still going to be there. But goodness gracious, defensively, you love what Detroit has done. Offensively, it's not just St. Brown. I mean, Sam Laporta, we haven't even talked about him and the historic start that he is having at the tight Mm -hmm. end position. There is a lot to like with the Lions, and it's one of the reasons why they are now minus 210 to win the NFC North. Meanwhile, the Packers are plus 325. If there is value, yeah, you'd probably still back Green Bay here. But it's hard to want to pull that trigger just because of what we saw last night. Yeah, I mean, that that certainly stands out. And I think that move is certainly warranted. It's amazing yeah. that that in this division, you have two 0-3 teams, and one of them is 6-1, to and one of them is 25-1 to with the Vikings mm-hmm. and, and the Bears. So much football left. We know they can score. You have the leading passer, the leading receiver. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are the Vikings dead? 
as far as the division. Yeah, I think so. They done. Yeah, I think they're okay. dead. I think they're I mean, dead, they've got, dead, dead. They they've got Detroit yeah. twice, so mm-hmm. I just figured that the number would be better. They probably are. I mean, Detroit is this close to being four zero, being four zero, mm-hmm. and what do they have next? They've got Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Vegas <laughs> in three of their next four games. Like they're really close to having a ridiculous. They they could be like you know seven and one, six and two after after eight games. It is amazing. Maybe they haven't impressed us as much as, say, the 49ers have, the Eagles have, maybe to even extent the Cowboys prior to that game against the Cardinals. But Detroit, after last night, really proved that maybe they should be part of that conversation for best team in the NFC. I'm still not bullish enough to believe they can get the top seed in the conference, and not just because they have that loss against Seattle, but... Again, if you pressure Jared Goff, then good things can happen for the opposition. I think that's still true. Uh, And I would like to see a little bit more play action. It's just that, you know, when you get out to that huge lead, you don't really have to show very much on film. So I I can just speculate as much as I want, despite a lopsided win. So that's that's part of it. But it's not going to take a lot, I don't think for Detroit to be in that conversation as the top seed in the uh, top seed in the NFC may not happen for them, but they're not that far away. It it wouldn't take a whole lot. Is so gone. Like he's so gone. That was also happening in in my social media for obvious reasons. Like, come on bears, let's go. You know, you're going to fire Eberflus. This guy knows the division. He knows how to attack the opponents that that you're going to face multiple times. This is the way to go, and uh, you you expect once they do move on from Eberflus, the whole NFL coaching cycle, oh, we go defensive. Now we got to go to an offensive guy, even though nowadays you should always go to the offensive guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter. You know, the Caleb Williams-Ben Johnson relationship will be fun, regardless of whether it's in Chicago or somewhere else. I can't wait for that to happen. It will be super, super exciting. Uh, We've got a lot of other football uh, that we will get to throughout the festivities, but I know for a fact that we got to talk a little baseball here because uh, one Joe Ostrowski uh, posted a little bet slip that he had where he picked the Baltimore Orioles to win the AL East. And last night they clinched despite the insane start that the Rays had to the baseball season. He believed in the O's and the O's believed in Joe O. Well, I, and it was funny. One of our listeners and viewers pointed out uh, on Twitter last night, like Joe, well, a couple things. It, the bet was made on 420, smoke some. And then also mm. the, the bet was made during lightning bets. So we were talking about it. That's why the bet yeah. was made at that time. You know, that, that was it. I mean, look, we've, as baseball fans, we've been through this a million times. There's that team that gets out to the great start that everybody thinks is unbeatable. This season, oh, it's over. They're going to win the division. They're going to be a World Series contender. It's only a matter of time they're going to play out the string. Well, that's not reality. When you have over five months of baseball to go, that is not reality. And the numbers that were being posted were silly, silly. The Orioles on April 20th were 11 and seven, and they had just won seven of nine. But with that young core that they were bringing up, they're getting a 50 to one because the Rays were 16 and three and everybody called the, the, not everybody, but you know, people were like, this is ridiculous. What kind of run are we talking about? Are they going to set all sorts of records? 
Like, no, that's not how baseball works. And I, I look at the same thing in the awards market. Now, that did happen for AL MVP with Otani. But most times, there are going to be a lot of twists and turns. And just because someone very early may be a minus 200, minus 300 favorite for something, with everything that occurs during a baseball season, rarely is are they the favorite from the start all the way to the finish. How a ball club handles the prior season can be a great indicator of when they expect to be successful. The O's were sellers at the trade deadline of 2022 so that they could prep for 2023, be prepared for such things. Meanwhile, the Rays have been sadly injury prone to where a 162 game season is such to where at some point they are going to hit a bit of a skid. And that lead was not so massive that someone couldn't come from behind, not just the O's, but there were other ball clubs too that were very much in contention despite the Rays' hot start. So absolutely, that's a great call on your part. I guess that's why you get the number because people were talking up the Yankees still at that point. Let's see what else you have in the division and nobody was talking about Baltimore. Right, Blue Jays also, Red Sox, super good offense. All of those things matter, but it is the O's winning the division. And Joe is richer for it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we begin our breakdown of Sunday, beginning with the London game, Falcons and Jaguars, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.